Good morning, evening or afternoon. You're listening to discussions on the Distraction Network. No, you're not. No, you're not. Guess what? It's Friday. You're listening to Freestyle Friday. My bad. And what you're also listening to is a cup filled with ice that I got in my hand. Because <laughs> of Brother Thursday. I'm sorry. A bird, brother is thirsty. On Friday. <laughs> Whew, man. Alright, so. I got a treat for y'all today. It's something that's long, long overdue. So. I'm in the podcast world now. And unless you are from. A couple of small places in South Carolina. Well, if you're in Columbia, South Carolina. Some people in Augusta, Georgia, a few people in Atlanta, and Charleston, South Carolina, um, and you're not in the hip-hop scene in these areas, then you don't know me. (laughs) Other than a few celebrity people I've worked with um, that I'm not allowed to mention because you have to sign paperwork when you work with these people. Um, But here we go. Um... What I decided to do in season three, well, I decided in season two that I was not going to rate another song until after I put myself out in front of y'all because it is a different world than where I come from. So why do I feel like I have the ability to be able to go rate underground artists and their music and give them pointers along the way? It's because I've done this. I did this from, it's about, I think it's two different eras that we could go through. I started rapping professionally in the 11th grade. Um, I used to take trips in the 12th grade. Like after I, I, I moved out of my house at 17. I was in the 12th grade. Um, when I moved out the house, I traveled down to Augusta. I joined talent shows with, um, <clears throat> a circle of people that was rapping that everybody knew in Augusta during those time. I would call names, but it's not important today. Um, and it'll make the story a lot longer. So starting in high school, I used to shoot down to Augusta Friday nights, do a performance, or Saturday night, do a performance, one or the other. Um, either other than that, I was hanging out with my homeboys, call it the wood, and <laughs> I got booed off stage at a talent show. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> it was because I cursed. I said, uh, I think I said shit, and they cut my mic, and then I was upset. Then I went back out there and tried to perform again. I was going to do... The first one was an original song. The second one was... uh, It wasn't Huh. It was You Understand. Ain't no pussy-ass nigga. I'm a rapper, but I'm still a gorilla. (laughs) By Juvenile. But the engineer didn't put the right song on, so I was just standing out there looking stupid and got booed off stage again. So two boos in one night... 
which gave me a complex that that shit would never happen to me again. <laughs> so, um, so that ended, that was like in April, like basically the end of April, 2000. Was it 2000? Yes, it was 2000. End of April, 2000 is when this happened. It might've been the middle of the beginning, but it was somewhere in April, 2000 that this happened. Um, it kind of put me down. I didn't go to any shows in Augusta after that. And I ended up, because I grew up so poor, I figured the best way for me to become a rapper was to join the Navy. So I joined the Navy, uh, jumped on the ship, and disappeared <laughs> from Earth. And <clears throat> it's a dream that I was still chasing. I was still working on my rhymes. I have CDs of songs I created off of com- off my work computer in the Navy where I would, I bought this really expensive boom box and put it in my office on the ship. And I used to play it low with no bass in it and record myself rapping on my windows work computer. And I would take that <laughs> and play with the volume at the end. Just so that when I rap into the work computer, <laughs> It would sound pretty decent to me. <laughs> so I spent four years like that. Um, anytime we had went out to sea, I would stay up, um, watch the movies. And then uh, once I get finished doing my actual job, it might be like 2 o'clock in the morning before I go to bed. I would try to get me 16 in. I sent, <laughs> one of my mistakes was I sent this music off to um some of the people that i used to rap with in augusta and even though we talked and emailed and stuff like that once they heard it i guess they was like man because it was so low quality but i'm out in the middle of the ocean i I did what i could do so around 2004 i moved down to um, charleston south carolina still in the navy and i walked into a, a studio down here and i said hey I want to record an album. I have the music already and I have the lyrics already. What's y'all rate? And them motherfuckers looked at me in 2004 and said $200 an hour. I said, <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> I walked out of there, walked into Guitar Center and um, started working. I priced my studio because I planned things out. So, <clears throat> I priced my studio, got my studio together, <clears throat> spent about $80,000 on the studio. I took a lot of time to get there. It was 2000, let me see, it was April 2000, April when I left, somewhere around June 2000 when I reported. So, it was about July, August 2000 when this happened. It took me think two years to save up enough money to get my studio together so i started working on my studio and then one guy from the wood introduced me to a producer downtown they had this record label called southern comfort um it was all cool and classy and shit and the thing was we i i don't know how much detail i could give about it because i think he can get in trouble for some of the stuff he did i don't know he's alumni now but um, I don't want to get too far deep into it, but basically we 
Um, Southern Comfort was basically me, JC, which is my homeboy from the wood, and Stags. And Stax had a brother named Omar who ended up DJing. He's pretty good. I, I rated one of his songs um, last season. So y'all know part of that story. So what happened was there were some issues that went on, and they went off and did their own thing, created Fresh Ink. And then I kept Southern Comfort, uh, and I blew it up as much as I could. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to take a little break. And then when I come back, I'm going to tell you why I just told you all of that. <laughs> it's going to be cool, y'all. What's up? It's Heavy D. Every podcast, we want to come to you with topics that you want to hear about. But that's just it. We don't know what you want to hear about unless you let us know. On Facebook, at DistractNet. On Twitter, at Distract underscore net. On our website, www.distractionnetwork.com or email us at thedistractionnetwork at gmail.com. And I am back. So <clears throat> the reason why I gave y'all that little short spill um, before the commercial break was because I'm going to give you guys the very last song I recorded in 2011. But that comes with a short backstory as well. So... Southern Comfort got to a point where I felt like living in Charleston, we couldn't do more. We could not do more living in Charleston. And that's because we were, my brother had got to the point, I have a brother that's four years younger than me. He actually came onto Southern Comfort to manage me. And then, like, we did a song together. I ended up writing the lyrics for his song. Like, he was fresh fresh off the boat. Um, It was more fear than anything else. But he felt like he had the talent and he wanted to rap. So, I didn't want to tell him no. He my brother. <laughs> uh, A few years later, he ended up being as good as a rapper than me. Some say better. Some say not as good. Um, me myself personally, I think he was. Uh, I always say he was like the Biggie side, and I was more of the Tupac side because I rap from my heart. He he was flowing. He had the flow. I I had the emotion. But um, so we got to the point where there was not enough of a team here that I felt I could do anything like. In Atlanta, you have a bunch of people that work in music. You have a bunch of people that work in acting. So, that's what people with experience is at. In Charleston, you have a, people, a lot of people that run up in studios and rap, and then they try to hustle off their CDs because this is back during CDs time. But you don't have, like, a connected community of musicians. It's the way I want to say it. So, I wanted to do two things one get into a community in atlanta 
and two, help provide a pipeline to where my brothers didn't want to leave Charleston. So create a pipeline to where my brothers and I could still be in Charleston, do our music and push it up to um, Atlanta, have people in Atlanta working for us. This was 2011. I had just built a website that was, it was the first Southern Comfort, it was the first Southern Comfort website that I built, but the website was built around creating underground music, putting it online for people to just go listen to it. Um, There's a very similar concept out there right now called SoundCloud. At this point, we decided to get a bunch of recordings out the way. We recorded an album called Black Holiday, where we just took a bunch of industry music and uh, me and my brother Black just went through a bunch of industry music and just killed it. Black did, I think he did an album called 1159. He also did another mixtape by himself. At this time, I was still in school. We both started going to school. I got a third brother named Set, but Set was like, uh, he was just working and putting work in with these girls. That's <laughs> Every once in a while, we could get them on an album. So it was like, at that time, it was me, Black Set, uh, a dude named K-Scenario. He's just a dude. You might hear him on a song that I might play later on this uh, season. Spoiler alert. It was me, Black Set. We had a manager. I don't keep in contact with the manager anymore, so I don't know if it's okay to say his name, so I'm not going to say his name. Shamrock, which is a female artist that we had. A few more, but they were just roll-throughs. So, But the core of the group was Holiday, Black, Set, Shamrock, and their manager. When we decided to leave, one of the last songs I was recording was called um, Big Dog Stomping, right? So... I recorded Big Dog Stomping before we left. By this time, I wasn't writing anything. I would go into the booth and I would close my eyes and listen to the music over and over and over again. And basically, I had a whiteboard. So what I would do is if I have a part of a concept, but I need to move on, I would jot down something on the whiteboard, but it was never complete lyrics. And then I might come back to it later, might not. And then basically I would compose my rhyme four to eight bars at a time and just go in the booth and lay it out. 40 minutes later, I got a song. So I would do my songs around 40 minutes to an hour and then I would download it, listen to it on my phone a couple of times and a couple of days later, re-record the whole thing. That's the way I did my music. The very last thing I recorded in Charleston before I moved to Atlanta was Big Dog Stomping. And what Big Dog Stomping was, it was a bunch of controversy going on because in, in in Southern Comfort because in Southern Comfort, they didn't understand the way I understood it, that, hey, we have to pay these people. We are established. We're established artists. We have songs that's been on the radio. <laughs> we have songs. I mean, we have club. We've been in clubs. We've packed clubs. We've did a show's outside that the streets was packed to listen to us this is in south carolina so why do we still have to pay like i didn't understand what the name we had we've had a club and a strip club name themselves after us and have to take the stuff down <laughs> so why are we these people and maybe I, I was thinking i was too bigger 
We had OJ the Juice Man come down and perform at a club out of spite because of how the club did us dirty. We put on a whole show. It was OJ Juice Man and Gucci Man. We put on a whole show at another club and took a bunch of their customers away. So it was like even. So <laughs> local artists versus Gucci Man and OJ the Juice Man in 2010. So anyway, with this clout that we have, I felt like that we should not have to beg a club to put us on, have to split prices with the door, have to split the liquor and all that shit because we was going to pack out a club. You're going to make money if you put us in the club. So I didn't feel like that we was getting the respect in Charleston. So my brothers and most of my brothers and probably whoever was feeding their head and they're talking to like their friends or whatever like that was like they was thinking I was leaving because I just had a baby and I just want to get away from the baby mom which wasn't true like I, I stand up to anything that I did whether it's just I don't think I could talk about that because I got a contract um <laughs> so that wasn't true though um they thought they they thought that we should stay in Charleston and keep doing everything in Charleston but then we have Molly Marr we have all these other artists that try to make it out of Charleston that cannot make it out of Charleston people that were infrared on um, Hollywood and Troy we have people that were slightly bigger names or the same name as us that were having these same issues and if you look around now they're doing different things there's st- some of them still in the entertainment industry some of them still trying to come out with music and all that stuff but you can't if you are in a city where the mayor openly has a war against rappers <laughs> and don't want rappers to be able to perform in the city then you're starting out on the wrong foot you need to go somewhere and create a connection so that you can get that buzz so that that's what i was trying to do i was trying to get that buzz brothers didn't understand that so i felt like this wasn't something i was going to budge on so um i recorded big dog stomping i recorded it and i never got to mix and master it down but the reason why i'm giving y'all this song is one this is what I play at the end of every single Southern Comfort. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Every single Distraction Podcast at the end, I play a snippet of Big Dog Stomping. But I'm also rating all these songs on quality and music and all this stuff. I want y'all to hear a song that I did that is not fully mastered or mixed down and see why I feel like um, some of you guys need to work on your craft a little bit more before you start handing it off because I would not put this song out and it still sounds a lot better than a lot of this stuff I hear. <laughs> so this song again is Big Dog Stump and I recorded this right around I'm gonna say September, October 2011. Um, I never got to master it because during the move, I messed up the hard drive. And my backup was in Charleston. And that hard drive got erased for some reason. Huh, don't know. 
So I probably lost around a thousand songs between me and everybody that I recorded. So um, that was one of the songs I lost. I lost. So, but we're going to go back to commercial break. And when we come back, I'm going to play the full song, Big Dog Stomping. And you can listen to it. You can skip through it. If you don't like it, you can write me about it. <laughs> uh, leave a comment or whatever. If you like it, write me about it. Leave a comment or whatever. Like, I don't care. It's 2011. So. <laughs> All right. So, um. Oh, in the future. Uh, this is season three. So in the future, um, while I'm rating other people and giving you these this news about hip hop culture, doing interviews or whatever like that, I will probably this is the only full song I'm gonna play for you guys. I will probably give you snippets of my old shit just for fun. I might even start back freestyling every once in a while. Because I kind of miss it, but it's not something I'm trying to do to make money or nothing anymore now. So I feel like it's fun. <laughs> All right. So um, we're going to go back to commercial break. Once we come back, it's just going to go straight into the song. Are you in the know? Do you want to know the latest happenings, where to go? In today's world, it's all about encounters, learning, growing, living. It's time to do more than just exist. It's time to have an encounter life-changing mind-blowing impactful beneficial encounters and it's all right here at your fingertips encounter the magazine have you had an encounter today www.encounterthemagazine.com www.facebook.com forward slash encounter me to encounter me to at gmail.com that's encounter me the number two at gmail.com encounter the magazine I'm focused on that finish line developing a strong mind they stop making my kind, yeah, I lose sleep, but it's alright cause I'm on the grind. I'm focused on that finish line, developing a strong mind. Years ago, they stopped making my kind, yeah, I lose sleep, but it's alright cause I'm on the they grind. They got Goliath in this bitch, with Perry Ellis frames on him. You can hear them rocks if you want, but I got range on them. Stumping out these suckers and these haters and these underdogs, fuck these sudden Time for an overhaul. Now I'm back up in the bullpen, regurgitate my flow. I'm back up in the weight room, getting buff if you ain't know. I'm back up on the court with a fadeaway J. And when I'm on that football field, I'm quarterback in every play. Still getting better day for day. Never care about what they say. I learned from watching LeBron. Even at your best, haters go hating. I would not let these suckers and these haters discourage me. I'm back to doing me. So fuck you on the other team. I'm never backing down And you can never take my crown No, no, you can never take my crown No, no, cause I ain't never cause backing I'm a down big dog stomping You can never backing down
holiday wine and no build boats holiday rhyme and southern comfort climb to the top of olympus riding all the way with a full throttle speed shift i looked into my past and can't believe that i believed this they said it was a gift i've been working to present this gained some brothers lost a love interest gained a baby lost some new And still running strong, yeah, baby, who you with? My team comprised the champions and hard-headed go-getters. And all we do is win and go and get them figures. Our energy is strong, our energy is long. We don't eat puppy child, bitch, we go and get that bone. Yeah, baby, call me Clipper, cause I'm a big dog. And don't forget to speak when you see me in the mall. On that finish line, developing a strong mind. Years ago, they stopped making my kind. Yeah, I lose sleep, but it's alright, cause I'm on the grind. Damn, that thing always put some emotions on me because of everything that went on during that time <laughs> uh, and what it what it stood for and everything like that. But the ironic thing is, <laughs> as much as that song talks about how good of a rapper I am and how um, me and my team is going to stand together and be part of the music industry in the future or whatever. Because I'm so good, and basically my team is so good. Mostly talking about my brother Black. Uh, <laughs> Sharon Rob was good too. Of course, Set was good at um, hollering at the girls, and Kaysenario was good at being in the background. But well, <laughs> all right, but um, as much as it was good, it's so ironic right now, like uh. In life, me and my brothers, we, we communicate with each other still. Um, Well, me and one of them, two of them, but not one of them that I mentioned. One of them that, I'm, that I communicate with is not one that I mentioned. I got a family of about, I think, 12. My dad was a Rolling Stone. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it's nothing like that now. Like, I... When I moved, I moved back to Charleston because I wanted to get married and have kids and everything with my wife. And there's other stuff like uh, I can't I don't know if I could talk about it because of my own child custody agreement thing. But basically, um, I guess I could say my daughter, my the first daughter that I had um, biologically because I have uh, I have. Should I get that detail? I have six kids. <laughs> um, two of them comes in by marriage, but I claim them fully 
like they have a good father and everything like that so it's an extended family and it's a good working environment now i have a baby mama as well and my child is the third oldest yeah the third oldest out of those and then i have three with my wife but the um whole baby mama situation got awry and i basically had to fight for um fight to go see my daughter did nothing wrong did nothing wrong but i basically need to take it all to court and get it all fixed and right so um i needed to be back here for that and then on top of that i was with my wife and decided to get married and all that stuff so and marriage life does not work with rap life and plus i was like uh by the time i turn 30 if i ain't made it fully off of rapping then fuck it i'm not um <laughs> i'm i'm not with it no more so if, if i ain't made a million dollars off of rapping which um i ain't gonna get into that because irs be listening but if i ain't made a million dollars i can't fully live and take care of everybody in my household off of music then i'm done that's why i've said that when i became 30 I think I stopped rapping officially. Okay, I'm fine. Thirty-one, I'm about thirty-one, thirty-two years old. Cause I, I still had to get out of my system. So uh, I stopped watching rapping officially when I was about thirty-two years old, and from then on, I had all this music land, this recording equipment laying around, and I was like, podcast. <laughs> Cause I, I just still have the, the need to say stuff. So, um, it, it's for other reasons too, because I was in the activist core, but again, six kids gotta be there for my kids. So I figured this is also a better way to put messages out there, to talk to people, to be able to bring people on, to talk to you guys. So, I decided that since I could not make it <laughs> and I was just talking to a podcaster about this, um, we just sent a couple of messages to each other on Twitter, but I talked to him about it this week, but I ended up being the guy that I didn't make it, but I'm not sad about it. It's not anything that bothers me. If I decide to make music, I will make a song or two, but I'm not going to be putting it out here trying to make money off of it. Also, didn't make it, have a lot of knowledge, and have a whole bunch of other talents. I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I'm kind of smart. <laughs> so I'm able to provide for my family in a whole different sense because I was while I was able to do music, I was able to go do a whole nother career and be successful. I don't want to say successful yet because I have, I change my goals every two, I meet my goals early and I change my goals um, very often. So, but I also am the type of person that would never be satisfied. So once I reach my goal, I don't want to sit around and do nothing. I want to set new goals. <laughs> so right now my goal is, um, it's pretty up there. I, I made sure that it's going to take me a while to get this goal. But I also thought that the goal that I just met was going to take me 10 years and it took me two. So anyway, um, <clears throat> so with me being able to do that, I still feel like that 
for some reason, I, some way or another, I'm still needed in the entertainment atmosphere, uh, even though I'm not officially an entertainer anymore. So that's why I, start, I started Distraction. It's not for me to be able, it is for me to be able to come talk to people and put put word out there, but it's also to grab people and bring them in and let them tell their story, which is why the first podcast was Discussions. And we take people from different backgrounds, put them down together, and let them discuss the topics. We have a lot of controversy going on out there in the outer world, in the real world. So let's try to understand each other. So that's what I'm working on now. But it all started back with Southern Comfort Records. And we're prepared with songs like Big Dog Stomping, which is why it is at the end of every podcast because we focus on that finish line and we need to focus on that finish line. But right now I'm focused on that finish line. My finish line is always way out there because once I get close, I move it again. So that's all I got to say about it. If (laughs) you would like to listen to any one of my other podcasts, um, any one of the other Freestyle Fridays or any one of the other discussion podcasts, you can go to www.distractionnetwork.com and you will find both podcasts there along with editorials um, that are written by other people. Um, you also find videos from um, uplifting speakers I look for people who's putting messages out there and I give them the I try to give them the platform to be able to put it out there some of them already got a platform but um, I figure if they have if I have multiple people on my platform then one person that's speaking about one thing if a person comes to listen to them about that, they will get their word from another person. They will also get to listen to this other person's opinion. They will also get to read the opinion of this other person. They also get to listen to this podcast about the other person. So that's why I started the podcast. Distraction comes from Southern Comfort. Blah, blah, blah. So that's it. That's it. So I do want y'all to um go to the website, check it out. It's in the works still because, again, I am a full-time student. I'm a full-time father. I'm a full-time worker. And that's another thing that I'm a full-time of. Is a, a husband, father, I don't know. I do a lot of shit. Oh, full-time podcaster. So with all this stuff, it is a lot of work for me. Uh, one of these things gets off my plate in the summertime. And then it'll be a, a lot more that our energy that I can put towards this. So um, the website does have a lot on it now, but I will be sprucing it up during the summertime. You can also find my links. Well, the links to distraction and the links to any one of the podcasters is me, D. You can find uh, Dre on it. Uh, anytime I rate an artist, you can find their profile under that podcast. So um trying to do it for you. Trying to do it out for you. But until then, y'all take care. Be safe. <laughs>
Holla. I'm focused on that finish line. Developing a strong mind. Years ago, they stopped making my kind. Yeah, I lose sleep, but it's alright, cause I'm on the grind.